Hello everyone, this is Stephen Morrow. And I'm Christopher Philippi. And this is The Podcast Podcast with with Benefits. On this episode, we discuss questions and topics submitted by listeners like you. Including submissions from Josh Dixon, Zoe, and Eric White. So, I found a question while I was perusing the internets. Oh. Uh, would you rather... Oh. Have another one of these. Yeah. These are dangerous. They are dangerous. Would you rather have your parents oh. find your sex tape or you find your parents' sex tape? I'd rather find my parents' sex tape. That was... You were very quick with that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mostly from like a, a strange kind of morbid curiosity. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Because like I, I, I mean I don't want to divulge any you know personal tidbits about my parents, um, but I'm just really curious how they make love. Okay. I'm glad they make love. I guess. Um, or I don't know that I'm glad. It's just I envision. I, I have never met your parents. I imagine them to be very sweet individuals. They, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like like every parent, they have their moments, but, you know, they're... I, lo- I love my parents, yeah. Okay. And I'm really curious... And you want to see them fucking? I, I don't I don't necessarily want to see them <laughs> fuck, but I... <laughs> but if I had to. I'm curious, and I would, I would analyze it, you know? <laughs> I would... I would consider it a scientific endeavor. Interesting strokes there, Father. We're really putting it to her. I see. Well, I'm just curious, like... Or maybe your what... mom's riding the shit out of your dad, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm curious about. I'm like, is this is this going to be a strictly conventional, traditional, missionary kind of situation here? I feel like I haven't met them, but I feel like knowing you, I feel like it's definitely missionary style. You think, like, the whole, like... Never met him a day. Opposite offspring kind of thing? I don't know. It's just to, yeah. It's your who you are. How how beautiful and sweet you are makes me believe that your parents Aww. have really boring sex. Oh, <laughs> like only boring sex creates just a perfectly innocent, <laughs> nice individual. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, not say you're perfectly very, no, innocent. No, you're not. You're not. You're actually the devil. But but you're. I don't know. I just think they have boring sex. I don't know why. What if what if I see their sex tape and it doesn't even. Like, I can't even consider it sex. Like, it's so... <laughs> it's so foreign. What if it's just abstract? It's just, yeah. It's just shapes and lines. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> Why are there colors and numbers? What's happening? It's just one of those transition sequences from Sesame Street. <laughs> like, the... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, That is a jam. Well, that is such a jam with the the pinball. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that is around. so. Cool. Somebody that's re- their sex though. This is, this is totally irrelevant, but somebody recreated that sequence yeah. in the video game Dreams. Okay, and it's perfect. All right, it is exact and it is perfect, Great. and it's even got the same sound. It's a one, two, three, four, five. I yeah. fucking love it. The bright colors flashing. Yeah, oh, I love that shit. If my parents' sex tape is half as good as the transition scenes in Sesame Street. 
fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> Sell that to an art museum. It's so abstract. It's not even <laughs> sex. That's amazing. I love where your brain goes. <laughs> it's, it's always puppets. <laughs> it's always puppets. <laughs> it's just beeline to puppets. Sure. Uh, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real problem. <sighs> fuck. I've lost him. I have no idea what's happening right now. I am turning into a pterodactyl. All right. Please excuse me. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so, so welcome to another episode yep. of the podcast with benefits. Um, we have we have more listener submissions. Somehow, even more people wanted to be heard. Uh, so thank you again. Uh, for your continued listening and uh, your questions and comments, yeah, um, keep them coming. Don't don't hesitate. Don't stop. That should be our tagline. Keep them coming. Don't hesitate. Don't stop. <laughs> don't hesitate. Don't stop. Keep, keep them, coming. them coming. Yeah. If we ever open up that private island, <laughs> when we yeah when we do when we do yeah that'll be our anthem. Don't hesitate. Don't stop. Keep them coming. That sounds like oh okay. So think. Think like '80s, like ballad mm-hmm. slash like rock anthem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like think like "Don't Stop Believing," but also mm-hmm. hold on, but also like throw in some like David Bowie, and like do some kind of like strange mix of that with like hold on, hold on, hold on, with like an overcoat of Queen. Okay. That sounds amazing. First off, I, I just get I don't stop believing out of here. I like you can't mess with Steve Perry. Steve Perry is amazing, but Journey songs are kind of blah. But anyway, we're getting off. Way it, off it's top. just the don't to me. The, don't the, stop. The, don't stop. Don't hesitate. Keep them coming. Or don't stop. Don't hesitate. Keep them coming. To me, that sounds like a hair metal like chant. You know, like. Uh, like Def Leppard or, or Twisted Sister. Like, uh, granted, your musical choices are far superior to the ones I, I, I've uh, got envisioned in my head. Fuck, this isn't listenable. Let's just keep on trucking here. We'll, we'll have an island one day. <laughs> It'll be great. There will be a sexy rock anthem for the right. for the island. Right. Um, and it will definitely have the word penis in there a few times. Okay. It has to. Sure. Keep Again, coming. so to keep with the theme of the last uh, episode that we did this with, uh, I have not seen or read these questions. I He's don't not know, allowed to. I don't know what's coming. Uh-huh. Um, one day, uh, we'll reverse it to where I have seen the question and Stephen hasn't. Uh, but for the time being, I'm still I'm still flying blind. Oh, we'll, we'll I have, have to. This. I have to look at the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's our first one? There? I almost asked you. I'm like, so what's the first question, Mr. Curator? Um, let's uh, let's start with this one. All right. So this one is from Zoe. Just Zoe, and it says, "What's something?" <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing <laughs> at inappropriate times. It's always when I'm about to read because I get nervous because I'm the only one talking. Gotcha. Okay. Reading is not a conversation, it's and not. so therefore it makes me nervous. Okay. I don't know why. I, I'm fucking weird. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> okay, so Zoe asks, 
What is something that you've learned about yourself when dating someone else? And that's a question to both of us. What haven't I learned? I mean... Um... I mean, calculus, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah. With, uh, with Alicia, I definitely learned calculus. Ah, no. geez. Um, what have I learned about myself due to dating someone else? Yeah. This could be a book. Probably. I feel like I've learned a shit ton, but I can't think of anything specific at the moment. If you got something, go for it. Oh, I definitely have something. Go ahead. I very quickly learned what I like and what I don't like. Just like, period. In in a relationship, obviously. Uh, sexually. God, especially my first gay relationship. Oh my God. We, we literally... I don't know if I ever told you this, but we would literally like make a list of everything we could possibly do to one another. And we would just go down the list. Huh. And whenever we were tired for one night, the next night we would pick up where we left off. Nice. Be like, all right, next on the list. All right, didn't like that. Next on the list. That was pretty interesting. And then next on the list. I liked this. You didn't like this. Let's maybe do this every now and then, but not all the time. I wish I could go through it so categorically like that. I mean, that's really unique. It was very scientific. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a very scientific approach. And it, it was kind of cool because, like, we would almost immediately know it, it this i think this is actually where i get that um in episode five i believe i mentioned the roadmap yeah in, um, in the earlier episode yeah uh but anyways so like the idea of like just knowing what you're getting into when hooking up with somebody mm-hmm. i think that's maybe where it stems from is that uh the sexual exploration checklist sure the i don't have the checklist a special roadmap. Name. yeah uh, but yeah, I actually, I, I recommend that people maybe try something along those lines just cause it's kind of fun. First to of all, but me, I mean, it's yeah. Okay. Obviously. Yes. I, I learned what I like and don't like sexually through various partners because whenever you have a new partner, they have different experiences and they want to try those things out or, you know, they think they like, like I definitely, um, am, I, I need to be touched softly, um, because when I'm touched aggressively, I do not care for it at all. It is it is not pleasurable whatsoever. I think you mentioned that before, like not liking being like slapped or bit. Right, but I mean, like when like when someone is holding my dick aggressively. Oh, I don't like that. Like yeah, it's I, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, and it was so foreign to me. Like I I had the conversation with this person afterwards. Like you. Are, they're like, man, you're not, you're not coming. I'm like, because you're holding my dick like you're a, it's a vice grip. Like you're, you're holding my dick like it's a fucking. There's, you're, you're clinging to it. life. Yeah, like, it's I, like when you bend a hose. I see my dick can't <laughs> breathe right now. Oh, no. And they're like, they, they treated me like I was the foreign outlier in their, their, their history. You're not like every, they have like comfy you, you grip comfy on your grip dick. Every dick you hold, <laughs> every single dick you are choking the life out of it. Uh. And dudes like that. Fuck! I don't. I, I. I. Not me. You know. And they like. And we kept going over the course of you know uh, weeks and whatever. And it's every time like they try to lighten up, 
but it was still like it is way you're 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 uh, you're off the scale with how hard you're grabbing my cock, and I, it's not even a ten. Like I can't. You know I, need, I need you to do it like a, a three, and you are in the hundreds. You know that like arcade game where you squeeze the thing yeah. and you test your grip. The lovometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just that way for your. Yeah, they, uh, they had a fucking. You just her, start printing out a thing from your mouth on my dong, <laughs> but um, I soldiered on. Anyway, um, but yeah, to, but and it's just unique that like I had never had anybody ever grab my dick like they were trying to rip it off. Yeah. And they had never not grabbed someone's dick like they weren't trying to rip it off. And nobody and, told them. And nobody said anything to them. Wow. <laughs> well, and I don't know for offhand, but I felt like they are rather experienced. Do you think they do you think the victims lived? Right, I don't maybe there there's a shit ton of eunuchs walking around <laughs> just, that just that don't have penises anymore. You ever seen a bent dick? It's from it's from this person. It's from that person. <laughs> yeah, that one individual. Just um, bending dicks. They're just fucking monkey wrenching. Like a bendy up. straw. Um, so as I was I'm tr- I was trying to think of aside from you know my sexual likes and dislikes, um, and it's really hard to to think of something. Uh, but yeah, obviously, yeah, the sex. But now is before now another another tangent uh, that you had met, you talked about the checklist of the the scientific exploration. Um, I you know I just kind of based I I tried different things from seeing porn or just thinking you know like or looking at uh, thing having random ideas and trying things, but I guess I never made a categorical list of things I'd like to try. Um, it's just it's a nice way to to visualize a thing sure and then doing it with a partner is cool because it's a list that you make together Mm -hmm. and so it's an experience that you share and then you can just like go down and just doing it in that kind of way did kind of remove any shame from it and Mm -hmm. it also allowed for complete discovery too like we would put things on there that neither of us had a particular interest in Mm -hmm. up front but just to try it See, yeah, like that, like then because of that, like sounding would be on that list or urethral play. Yeah. And I'm not in. I'm not. Nope. I'm not gonna even. I don't want to even try it. Like. I mean, and that's fine. That's a boundary yeah. that you can set. Um, oh, okay. I thought you like, just you're committed to trying. No, no, no. I mean, we formed this list together. Mm-hmm. But then, if there was a thing that we weren't adverse to. Gotcha. Okay. But we had I, no like explicit interest in. Got it. Then we would put it on just to try it. The, but the, like for some reason, the way you explained it, I thought I interpreted it as you envisioned literally everything you could ever do to each other. No. And then you did it. I mean, it, I think that like, is how I worded fuck. it. <laughs> but but there were you know Boundaries. limitations. Okay. Yeah. All right. We weren't you know castrating I'm each other. I'm gonna punch you as hard as I fucking can, <laughs> and then I'm gonna. Fuck the blood. <laughs> God. Just, just a bucket of blood. Just <laughs> splash it everywhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why that's so humorous to me. <laughs> just fucking a bucket of blood. <laughs> that sounds like a metal band. Fucking a bucket of blood. 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 There it is. There's our anthem for the island. That's a very that's an, that's an island off of the island. <laughs> that's that's where the cult is. That's, you know, fucking a fucking a blonde. Why? Is I love it. listen to this. <laughs> I really don't understand. I 
why I do it because I enjoy talking about it, but why anybody else would actually to me ramble on about fucking a bucket of blood. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of people listening to this, yeah. What um, <laughs> <laughs> <One> segue? <laughs> speaking of fucking a bucket of blood. I love how most of this has just been us laughing. <laughs> an hour of us laughing yeah uh but no i i noticed that we have some ratings on apple Podcasts. oh we do I yeah didn't know. I didn't, uh yeah. so we have we have some star rating four people rated our show no shit yeah um and i think it's at a 4.5 out of possible five out of five yeah out of a hundred right yeah <laughs> okay but no so yeah that's that's pretty good who's that four star there was one asshole bitch. who rated it 3.5 you motherfucker <laughs> No, it's fine. It's, and that's your honest opinion. Yeah, we want we and want honest fair. opinions. Yeah, I, yeah, whether you fucking love us or hate us, let us know. I, I would also like a written review though, so we can you know know. Yeah, don't leave me hanging on yeah. three point five. Yeah, give us some some constructive criticism. But uh, just as a reminder, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please uh, just take a moment of your time, rate the show however you see fit. Write us a little review. It does help with visibility on on the little podcast mm-hmm. store. Um, and to anybody who did uh, rate the show earlier, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate the feedback seriously. And if you're not listening on Apple Podcast, uh, you can still feel free to share the show. Uh, yeah, amongst friends, uh, family, on your social medias, parents. Yeah, grandparents. Grandparents love the show. Oh yeah. Fuck it, a bucket of blood. Fuck it, a bucket of blood. I kind of want to make that song, honestly. I'm sure you do. Uh, I want to make the song Don't Leave Me Hanging on 3.5, but um, the story of my life. No, uh, what, so that was, the the question was, did we answer the question? I forgot what it was at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. What's something that you learned about yourself dating somebody else? I still don't even know. Um, Also, thank you so much, Zoe, for writing in. Yes, thank you very much, Zoe. Um, it's my daughter's name, so it's a little strange, but <laughs> it, it does seem kind of weird how the questions do seem targeted, but I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, this is completely random. Um, this is, so this, this one in particular is interesting because it wasn't even technically, it wasn't Zoe that wrote in. Okay. It was a friend of mine and Zoe is their roommate and they were thinking out loud about what to ask. Hmm. And the roommate chimed in and was like, ask this question. Huh. So that was totally fate. I I mean, I hope that Zoe listens to this then. I mean, I don't know that Zoe even does. Well, now now they have to. That's right. Zoe. Um, God damn it, Zoe. Um, (laughs) God damn it, Zoe. (laughs) We'll have to circle. You know what? I will reach out uh, either later in the podcast or I'll write uh, something because I have to take some time and think about this one because I want to give you a genuine answer uh, beyond just uh, beyond to me the the sexual knowledge of, of self because it's you, know, you explore with yourself and with others. Um, Maybe with some of these more introspective questions in the future, I can let you know ahead of time. Probably to good. give you more time yeah, to yeah. think. If it's if it's <clears throat> personal, yeah, we'll see. But if it's like more of like a kind generic of topic, silly yeah, thing, yeah, but... yeah. I mean, I think we got. Uh, I think we we still discussed. We got some some headway there. Yeah. Um, but we got headway. Either, we got hair metal. We got. We got lots of things. Buckets. Yeah. Of uh, blood. 
But no, like I, I actually I wanted to add a little bit to it yeah, as please. well. Yeah. Um, so I specifically said like I learned what I like and what I don't like, which was kind of vague and shitty. But uh, <laughs> but like specifically being being a homosexual, <laughs> um, I I had to use relationships as a means of exploration, including heterosexual relationships or like you know male female relationships when i was younger and that really helped me kind of come to terms with who i was and what i liked and with my first gay relationship not only was i exploring the sexual side of things in a way that i wasn't uh you know as certain about at the time uh it was also kind of nice because i and this is going to sound weird so allow me to explain but i learned how to be gay if that makes sense um, and what I mean by that is I learned that there's no right way to be gay. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was something that I really struggled with for a while leading up to during and even a little bit after my first gay relationship uh, was I like I struggled with my homosexuality because I felt like I didn't identify with like gay culture in the sure. traditional Absolutely. sense or, yeah, or yeah, I guess yeah. in the stereotypical sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was something that fucked me up real bad. Yeah. Uh, and I had a lot of like anxiety about that and insecurities with like, it, it sounds so stupid, but like just things like, Oh, well I don't, I don't want to wear makeup all the time, but sometimes I do. Am I gay? And, and like that kind of thing. Sure. Like, am I really gay? And, being able to navigate that in a relationship with a partner uh, was a very nice way for me to explore those things mm-hmm. with somebody in a in a kind of trusting situation yeah. uh, where I didn't feel pressure, I didn't feel bullied. So I'm I'm extremely grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's a big foundational thing that I learned from a pretty early relationship. I think, and I, I'm not sure, uh, but I, and I, I don't know if it's due to my bisexuality or, or if this is just a common experience. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's a common experience for males as well as females. I, I think, though, I, I have a feeling, I have a sneaking suspicion. It is a uni- <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> I really, it is, a, <laughs> it is a, a, a universal experience to question your sexuality through comparison of stereotypes Mm -hmm. and discovering yourself beyond that i mean because uh when i was younger i would like i i had uh, and still have you know what would be considered a feminine qualities or characteristics and I i would weigh those against like oh well no i like this and i don't like that or you know like i i don't like sports at all and I don't like, um, yeah, I'm not into cars, um, I'm into to conversations um, and uh, to, to interaction with people and, and I'm into gossip, you know, like, so I would weigh all these things like, does that make me gay, does that make me heterosexual? And it's, uh, so I, that, that experience of like weighing who you are against what your likes and dislikes are, I hope... Uh, is a, a universal experience, or uh, I guess I don't hope I don't give a shit if it is or not. But I, I I feel like it probably is. Yeah. And the answer ultimately, as you get older, you realize 
it doesn't fucking matter. You are who you are. It doesn't, you know, you can, there's, there's not like a, a ledger of fucking like gay qualities and straight qualities. And hey, trust me, I tried to make it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you are, you are. <laughs> right. Like, oh, well, I, I did something a little bit more gay today, so I must be gay. Gay um, points added to right. the character sheet. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you are who you are and you love who you love and you're attracted to who you're attracted to, romantically or sexually, whatever, otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and we'll probably come up with more things also. Absolutely. And we'll probably just blurt them out. Uh, Most when, likely. When totally not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, actually, I want to turn this around. Zoe, I don't know you, but I love you, and I care about you, and I want to hear from you again. What is something that you have learned, Zoe, about yourself when dating somebody else? So... And just to take, the, to take the pressure off a little bit, Zoe, I'm going to open it up to everybody, all of our <laughs> listeners. What have you learned about yourself? Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. And I'm going <laughs> to put the disclaimer on it in a non-sexual fashion. What have you learned about oh. yourself? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up the stakes a little bit. What have you learned about yourself in a, a, that is not sexually driven or motivated necessarily? Uh, not inherently sexual. <laughs> Um, there it is. It's yeah, been a minute. Yeah. Um, about yourself in a previous relationship. Yeah. Let us know. Unless there's like something sexual that you learned about yourself that's like really juicy. <laughs> I really want to hear that. Yeah, share it anyway. <laughs> but bonus points if you something non-sexual. Yes. Or bonus points if it's ex- extremely, extremely juicy. Extremely sexual, yeah. <laughs> it's extremely... <laughs> I learned... It's extremely sexual. I learned that having seven dicks is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably already pretty famous if you have seven dicks. Well, what if they just think that that's what everybody has? That's not what they think. They have to know. You have to know at a certain age. What if they're homeschooled? They're not listening to this show. We'll never meet them. <laughs> but they have the internet. No. But yeah, they would know. <laughs> they, would know. they would know. It's one dick. Also, random fun fact. Uh, my <laughs> also my first boyfriend. Had, had two, seven dicks. Had two penises. <laughs> what? Had two penises. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Uh, because they were uh, sort of like a, a subcategory of a furry, and one of their characters was a shark, and sharks have two dicks. So, I dated a shark. <laughs> he had two penises. There is so much to unpack there. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. That'd be great. I'm, I'm interested in furry culture. Um, I guess we'll get into that momentarily. But we should we circle that, or should we circle back to that, or should we get into that now? Uh, I don't know. Whatever you want. What are you feeling? I don't know. You feeling some furries? I so okay. Here's here's. I don't know if I've admitted this before, or not on the show. I really don't recall. All right. Um. So yeah, I, I don't want to be in costume, mm-hmm. but I definitely have an affinity for costumed, like, mascots and characters and things, because it's more like a glory hole. Like, it's the anonymity that's involved. Mm. Like, I want to, I generally want to fuck who's ever in the costume, because I don't know who it is. I don't know what that's about. It's not the costume, it's not because they're a certain animal or, or 
anything like that. It's like the mystery. Of it's it. the mystery. It's, it's the it's, grab it, bag. It, it, right, right. But it's not a glory hole because it's a body I can grab. And, it's a body hole. It's a body hole that I can grab and manipulate. And it's uh, so I don't know what that's about, but uh, we can dive into that one later. Yeah. Or if you have more, I don't know. I mean, I I think that there's a lot that we can discuss about furryism. Is that even a. I don't know, yeah. Anthropomorphicalophilia? I don't know. I don't know the scientific word. Furryism, fursonas. Yeah. It's actually it's interesting because that is a. That is a sort of culture that I have engaged with, been involved with, been in business with. Like, there, there's just a lot uh, that I'm, like, intertwined with within the furry community. Okay. Um, and yet I don't identify as a furry. And that's kind of an interesting space to navigate. Sure, you're furry, um, you're furry adjacent. Yeah, furry adjacent. Yeah. I stand... I stand alongside them. Yeah. And with them. Yeah, I stand with them. Sure. But, like, not in them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess it depends on the context. Right. In some cases, I was. But (laughs) it's... Hey-oh! That's, uh... We could probably do a whole episode about that, honestly. What's the word for a furry shark? Shark Ah, fuck. So, I know that for, like, reptilian-type things, it's called a scaly. Instead okay. of a furry. Okay. Um, I don't know if a shark would classify as a scaly because aren't sharks mammals? Amphibi? Are sharks mammals? I don't I don't know. I don't know either. I should know. But I don't. I don't know. I just know that they had a finny? They had a fursona and then uh, you know, they like redesigned their their OC, their original character. Okay. And uh, eventually they landed on the shark. I don't know if they're still a shark. I'm really envisioning street sharks right now. Uh, close, but think like actually attractive. Because those sharks are like weird. They're basically all head. Yeah, they're head. head <laughs> they're and just abs. heads yeah. with like heads with and some abs, and then like just tiny little arms sure. and legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was like a, a more anthropomorphized. Okay, more like a humanoid figure of a shark. Okay, like a shark head with a human body. Or more human, more like more human than shark. Definitely more. So it it looked on like their character, at least when I last saw it, looked more like like if you imagine a sort of traditional furry, but they had uh, it, it smooth skin mm-hmm. and they had like fins and like shark teeth and two yeah. dicks. It was mostly the two dicks, I think, was the big. Sure, that's the draw. And they yeah. also had like web, like webbed in between their fingers, mm-hmm. like webbing. I don't yeah. is is web it webbing? Fingers. Webbed web, fingers. Web fingers, yeah. Yeah, so like that's, you know, to help them swim. Sure. Uh, when they need to swim. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're a shark. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll have to dig more into that. Um, again, so a little tangent there. Uh, <laughs> please, if you're a furry, uh, write into the show. If you're a sharky, write into the show. <laughs> If you're a scaly, yeah. Um, if you're a bucket of blood, <laughs> then get fucked. <laughs> then get fucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move on to the next question. This sure. is a. Uh, this one's interesting. 
God very... damn it, you've said it every single time. I know, time. I know, I know. It's just I'm very excited because <sighs> people are asking some, some interesting shit. I just feel so bad for the question you don't say that about. It hasn't happened. I have said it for all of them, right? You have. Okay. Well, there we go. I'm. I'm. It's. It's an anxiety. Here's the thing. I am so proud of our listeners. Yes. Uh, because y'all are fucking awesome. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's really the long and short of it. Y'all are fucking awesome. So thank you for being awesome. But anyway, so Josh Josh Dixon has asked. <laughs> I always get nervous when reading. I, I can read, I promise. I just get <laughs> nervous. Who are you trying to convince right now? Myself. Okay. I'm convincing myself. All right. Okay, so this is this is a very important question. If the emotional connection you had with your partner was lousy, but the sex was great, would you stay? Nope. That was a very fast answer. Yeah. He said nope. Nope. It sounded a little bit like a yup, but he said nope. No. Yeah, I, because I've been there. I mean... Oh. Like... It's, I have had just amazing sex, but if there's not anything beyond that, it can't sustain itself. It just, you can't live on sex alone. That's, I'm, I'm sorry to be that short about it, but I mean, I've, yeah. yeah, like I, from personal experience, I can say you can have the greatest sex in the world and by no means was it the greatest sex in the world. It was just really, really good sex and exciting or, or you know, new or, or so adventurous. So this, this just says, but the sex was great. Mm-hmm. But what if it was the, the best sex, sex in the world? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. if this was like the epitome of sexual pleasure? Yeah. What if this was like it's the It's not the enough fucking... for a relationship. Yeah, but like... You wouldn't feel at all... <laughs> like drawn to that permanently <laughs> if the emotional connection is lousy you're when you're not having sex it's gonna be a really sad existence I mean, what if you're you just really always having sex you you'll be trying <laughs> like go I mean go ahead but I, I I can still emphatically say no okay see I would say maybe. Okay. Which is a little bit of a cop out, uh, but just a little. <laughs> but uh, so, being somebody who enjoys the idea of multiple partners, mm-hmm. having somebody who having a partner who just fulfills a sexual need, mm-hmm. and that's their only role, mm-hmm. is fine. Like, I can fill that need with somebody else. Yeah, I, I apologize. Let me backtrack. I'm assuming that it's, we're speaking in monogamous terms. Uh, because I can't... I, I, I'm in a very emotional being, and I need that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that, that also heightens the sex. But uh, being in a polyamorous mindset, I absolutely could just fuck a bunch of people. And that'd be the only bit of the relationship. And then seek my, my relationship fulfillment from somebody else. Hopefully that person I'm also having great sex with as well, but, um, and I also, to inverse that, to, to reverse that question, if I had a super strong emotional connection with somebody, but the sex was lousy, I couldn't stay in that relationship either. Damn. Um, like, See, I could. Like, if the sex didn't exist, I could, but if it was just bad sex, <laughs> like, I don't know. 
That's interesting. You would rather just not have sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Than have bad sex. Correct. Damn. So... That's interesting. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is, is all that I have to say about that. But, I don't know. I feel like, for me, so much of... Like, just the term relationship, it is literally a relation between you and another individual. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say a ship. <laughs> <laughs> a ship. It's been a relationship between you and another ship. <laughs> and a ship. Oh my god. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I love I love imagining what kind of a partner different ships would be. Like you've got the tugboat. You've got, you got the frigate. Uh, you got, <laughs> the barge. Oh, I've been with a barge. You can't. Yeah, you, you just can't. gotta. No, it's, go. I'm sorry. I derailed. It. <laughs> it's, the relationship is. I want to be in a relationship with a pirate ship. Okay. Ah, oh, that'd be amazing. All right. Fucking scallywag. <laughs> you can shiver my timbers any day. Why are you code switching to talk to a pirate ship? <laughs> yeah, I'm a pirate now. You can't just be yourself. You gotta be a pirate. Well, yeah, because if I'm with a pirate ship. If I'm going to mount the ship, I have to be a pirate. What? Like, <laughs> Who's to say the ship's not going to mount you? I think that's literally getting keel-hauled. I think that's what that is. That is, yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> what was that saying? even saying? I don't know. A relationship is... Oh, a relationship... Okay. <laughs> let's, let's back it up. <laughs> I have lost my mind. Yeah, we've gone I am slap-happy, yeah. off the rails. We need to back this boat up. So, <laughs> I, I need to compose myself. Okay. Take a moment. <laughs> God damn it. Hopefully we can edit this out, I, but we'll see. I say we leave it. This okay. is fine. Great. This is, this is good, good fine. audio. Yeah, maybe you're just losing it. Occasional squeaks. <laughs> God. So, a relationship is just a relation between one individual and another. And so the way that I view relationships is oftentimes just, it's kind of an assessment of needs and wants and whether those are met. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people fault themselves by requiring all or most of their needs and wants to be met by one relationship. Right, it's impossible, yeah. And that I think is is dangerous. That's why I think friendships and uh, you know families and romantic relationships uh, and 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 mentorships, like all of these things, kind of work together mm-hmm. to build a fulfilling life yeah. and a fulfilling existence. Yep. Um, and so I think romantic relationships can also be multiple and fill multiple needs and wants. And so when I am posed with this kind of question of okay well what if what if only one need or one want is met uh in a relationship i'm like that's fine that is still a need or a want that is being met and as long as i can fill you know those those holes with <laughs> with other people as long as i can fill those holes <laughs> jesus christ as long as i can fill those holes with other people that sounds awful <laughs> there's something aggressive about that uh, but it, you know what I'm trying to say. I do. Uh, I hope our listeners do too. As long as I can fulfill those needs and wants, 
uh, with any combination of other relationships, and that's fine. As long as everybody's on the same page, you know. We're all here for Steven, and we're all here to fulfill his needs. <laughs> that's, that's really the long and short of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the end goal for right. all that I do. Yeah. Uh, you all will be my slaves. Wow. And some wow, of you wow, will pay wow. me for it. Wow. At least one of our listeners. You know who you are. Yikes. <laughs> the, check is, the check is in the mail. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. It takes a village um, to be happy. I mean, you cannot expect to derive all of your pleasure from one individual. Uh, and all your, your needs can't be met. Yeah. Friendships exist for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I fulfill a need and a want yeah. for you. Absolutely. Uh, platonically. Well. For the most part. <laughs> yeah, so, I, and I think you actually mentioned a really unique one. You said mentorship. Uh, yeah. And I recently, in the past few months, have started taking boxing lessons. Oh. And that has fulfilled a great... I, 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 I derive a great joy from that because I've always enjoyed boxing and watching boxing uh, I don't care for MMA for some reason uh, for some reason different but um, the, the, the science the sweet science of boxing and I think <laughs> that relationship I have with my, my coach uh, I call her my coach um, uh, it's, it's a unique bond that I don't get anywhere else and it's a great joy that I have from learning to box and, and, and exercising and everything so that's another thing that I don't I wouldn't get from a friend, you know. It's yeah. mentorship is also important because it's and, a different dynamic, right? And like I mentor other people, you know, either at work or at, at home with my kids at home. Uh, so mentorship is another very important aspect of, of those uh, fulfilling those roles and those needs. Yeah, I think mentorship is is the relationship that I think is most overlooked yeah. in conversations about relationships. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, but strictly speaking, to answer the question, if it's a monogamous situation, and I am forced to be in a monogamous situation, then I would not stay if one thing was wonderful and then the other thing sucked. Yeah. Um, Specifically the, the sex. Uh, I mean, like it's, yeah. My, my old adage is, is crazy in the head, crazy in the bed. And um, it's, I hasn't failed me yet. Um, but the, the the people who give who I've had amazing sex with, if I don't have that emotional connection, the relationship has not lasted. Um, mm. Yeah, and the weaker the connection, the, the faster it burns. See, if I had to pick one though, I would want the emotional connection. Right. If I yeah, but right between the two, if I could yeah, if I I would much rather have an emotional connection with somebody than have uh, great sex. Yeah. yeah, I can pleasure myself. Right, I can, yeah, I can go jerk off. Yeah. Right. But I can't, well, I mean, I guess sort of I can, but it's not the same. I can't emotionally connect with myself in the same way that sharing an experience with another individual no, that you love is. Yeah, it, it's like a little different. Isolation, you'll go crazy. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. Unless I, like, split myself into multiple bodies i don't know transfer my consciousness into like a machine multiplicity situation where you clone yourself and you yeah. have a, a, a emotional relationship with yourself yeah i don't even know if i'd be friends i with would myself. fucking hate myself i'd get the fuck i I'd get the fuck out of here i feel like i would be my own worst i don't enemy. like people who have my same birthday <laughs> oh jesus i'm very selfish 
When's your birthday? July 6th. Okay. Good. Oh, <laughs> now, there's, there's a couple <laughs> folks out there. Uh, a girl I went to high school with. She's cool. Uh, but everybody else on my birthday, go fuck yourself. Jesus. Yeah. So that's your, your present from Chris on your birthday. It is, yeah. Can go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Josh, for writing that in. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, feel free to answer your own question, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was very aggressive. So I think it, goes, yeah. it goes without saying, and we'll, we'll encourage it with every answer. We would like our audience, especially the, uh, the person who submitted the question, to please respond to their question, to give us your answer, your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Um, I had something else before that, but I forget it's okay. You were telling people to fuck themselves. Yeah, there was that that part of it, but does that ring any bell? It doesn't. Mm. Well, Josh actually uh, is not only a listener, but has expressed interest in being on the show. Wonderful. Uh, so, if you are a listener, including Josh, uh, but if if you are a listener and you are interested in being on the show mm-hmm. as a guest, also feel free to reach out. Yeah. Um, through any of the methods, email. Be more than friends at gmail.com, uh, on Facebook, on mtfproductions.com. Any way that you can contact us, just let us know and we will figure something out. We'll, we'll come up work. with the, the logistics together. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with hitchhiking. Hmm. I'll sell my body for bus fare. He will. I really will. That's what I was going to say. When you oh. submit your questions, uh, obviously, of course, let us know if you would like to us to disclose your name or remain anonymous. Hold on. <laughs> when you submit your question, you are selling your body to us. No. But, <laughs> listen, when you submit your questions, give us you know, your name and let us know if you want to remain anonymous. But also, please give us your pronouns. Um, Ooh. Because I don't want to Thank assume you. your gender. And I've done that for pretty much every question in the past. So, please uh, do submit your pronouns. Um, I'm he, him. Um, yeah. I'm whatever you want to call me. Okay. I have I have no preference. Most people default to he and him for me. Usually when I'm talking about other people, I default to they, unless I know them personally. True. And I, you know, just say that. So I think I've defaulted to they for most of these. I don't know. It's become just a habit for me. Fair enough. But anyways. But yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Thank Please, you for bringing yeah, that up. Yeah. So yeah. Are you ready for the next one? I thought uh, maybe. This one is a double feature. Is it also interesting? It is also interesting. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) Um, And this is our final... Well, I mean, there's two questions, so it's not really our final question, but it's two of them. Uh, But so, first of all... Jesus. uh, So this is from Eric White, and they ask, What makes up the core of a toxic relationship or friendship? What makes up the core of a toxic relationship or friendship? So I I think we're talking about red flags, but like what's the biggest red flag would be the core, right? The the steaming hot red magma center of a of a toxic volcano. If you are experiencing more negative emotions and negative times and, and, and feelings than you are positive, that is a, a good 
indicator. That's a good core of a toxic relationship. Uh, whether if you are, are have have negative uh, behaviors uh, as a cause of this, that's that's toxicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to. That's not limited to. That's any relationship. That could be your relationship with yourself, with others, with work. Um, if there's a, a, a dread or a fear or if there's any kind of harm emotionally, mentally, or physically or spiritually, that is toxic. Um, whether the, the, the harm is intended or not, uh, it's, it's not healthy. And to live, to live with harm you know, is to basically, you know, you're, it's, imagine, uh, put it in a physical sense. If I'm being harmed every day, if I'm someone is stabbing me or punching me, and I have a wound that I'm not treating, and I'm even welcoming more wounds, you're, it's it's not good. Yeah, so that's I think at its core. If there's harm being done, regardless of how much joy there is, you have to address the harm that's being done. Uh, despite the pleasure and the good, the positive. You have to address it. You have to, to identify it and discuss it with whomever is causing that harm. And if they are unwilling to fix that and to adjust that behavior, then it, you have to evaluate if you need to move on. See, that, that last part, I think, is the most key thing. Mm-hmm. Because in relationships of any kind, they are not perfect. Mm-mm. And there, there's always, well, I won't say always, but there's often moments of harm. And I, I mean, that's just a part of life. Like people unintentionally hurt each other's feelings and things yeah, like that. All the time. And that's not, to say, yeah. that's not to say that if there's any kind of negativity at all in a relationship, it is toxic. No. Um, the toxicity, I think, is when you either feel discouraged from or scared to address it yeah and if and when you address it the other side is not receptive to that yeah um then that is like the the big thing uh it's not necessarily that any imperfect relationship is toxic it's just that a a toxic relationship is a relationship that maybe broken but doesn't want to fix itself if that makes sense right in in some either people are are unwilling or unable to change um yeah it's it's you have to evaluate whether you need to stay or go uh but generally you need to go (laughs) like because even even a, a small cut over time if not treated can become infected and fester and you might lose a limb, you know? Yeah. Um, put that into you know, an emotional sense or, or a mental sense, and that's just as bad. And those are all equally awful to experience and to, to live with. Um, so just to put it to a, a physical sense, it's something you can feel and, and think and, and, and envision that way. It's more tangible. That's what I was going for. Yep. So hopefully we answered your question for you, Eric. Um, now, that was sort of a primer okay. for the second question. Sure. 
And the second question is, how does your relationship affect your self-esteem? So, us personally. So, you, Chris, how does your relationship affect your self-esteem? I have a... I've never had a, a higher and greater sense of self and confidence um, in my life uh, because of my relationship with my my partner and our our children and the the the, the trust and the love that I receive from my partner um, <clears throat> helps me live you know live my best life. Yeah, and I I don't want to to do this without them. Um, yeah, they they. I, I, as long as I don't fuck it up, I'm. I'm I, I hope I'm always a part of their life. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I guess for me, how how my relationship affects my self esteem. It's a it's a little bit more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, for me, it's it's like a push and a pull, in the sense that, uh, I mean I. I personally, uh, I, I occasionally get into sort of ruts of depression and sort of like uh, my own insecurities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes I have like these internal conversations with myself where I'm sort of like second guessing what I'm doing or uh, like wondering if I'm as good as I can be and things like that. Yeah. And so sometimes that can become... Uh, amplified when I am trying to do my best for somebody else Um, so admittedly sometimes being in a relationship for me is kind of coming to terms like always having to to remind myself to come to terms with the fact that I'm not perfect and um, kind of understanding that and having those conversations with my partner uh, with Andreas about um, you know the things that I'm doing right as opposed to the things that I'm doing wrong if that makes sense yeah because me personally and I know that this is shitty uh, but like I'm almost always having the conversation with myself about the things I'm doing wrong and that's like something that I try to address um, but it's like it's a it's a thing that that like I just I go down that route Mm -hmm. and so Andreas can pull me out of that and so in that sense it helps my self-esteem but also to me it's almost like the the stakes are higher because so much of what I do is not just for myself it's also like I want to try to make decisions that are good for my husband as well Mm -hmm. and so there's that sense of responsibility too and I feel like I've done pretty well. Uh, while not perfect, I, for the most part, have complete peace in that. <laughs> there are days, um, and I get through those days, and that's fine. Um, but uh, I feel like there's... It's almost like an obstacle course, in a sense. Like, all of life is like an obstacle course. And there are, you know, ups and downs and hurdles and bumps and tunnels. It's a wild obstacle course 
one of those fun inflatable ones. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's really fucking hard. And sometimes you see the big hill with the weird rope climbing thing and it's all slick and you end up falling down and knocking down kids behind you on accident. <laughs> and you just apologize profusely. Uh, not speaking from personal experience at all. Your metaphors uh, <laughs> get so specific yeah. and you ride them so hard. Oh, yeah. Go on. Uh, but anyways, so sometimes you get to that hill and you're like, oh, fuck. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you're in the middle of the obstacle course. You can't go back because there's the kid behind you. So you have to climb. And then halfway up the hill, you're like, oh, fuck. I can't do this. And so that can kind of hurt your self-esteem. But then there's the glorious moment where you reach the top and you get to slide down the other side. And that's always the best part, except for the static. I fucking hate the static on those things. (laughs) But anyways, and that is a boost to your self-esteem. And I feel like so much of, at least for me, my experience with relationships is it's there's hurdles, but then we overcome hurdles together. And so it's like there's momentary stumbles in self-esteem, but then there's the, uh, I don't want to say ecstasy, but it's the only word I can think of, the ecstasy of overcoming those hurdles, if that makes sense. Yes. So it is the push and pull. It's the back and forth. Um, and it's kind of the beauty of it for me is that, if that makes sense. Sort of because your metaphor could get, I mean, anyway, yes, it makes sense. <laughs> Aside from the, a the couple specificity things, uh, of <laughs> the metaphor. So a couple notes, uh, comments. Uh, you know, you said it was shitty, but you're always analyzing the, the wrong choices that you make uh, or thinking or dwelling on the wrong that you've done. And I think that's a common thing. I mean, everybody's their own worst critic. You know, nobody is as hard on themselves as as themselves. You know, um, because you only, you know, you live with yourself and you're thinking, you're dwelling on those choices. Um, but it takes somebody who you love and who loves you to remind you of how great you are and how fantastic of a human being you can be and that you generally are. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure if the obstacle course was life or the relationship, because I lost it at one point. Um, <laughs> it's it, all of it. But in, in either case, when you're struggling, when you have that, that rope climb that you have to do, <laughs> and you realize halfway up that you can't make it, whatever that, that hurdle is at the moment... Um, first off, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's something I tell myself all the time. In that, that what, whatever you set out, you believe, if you think that you can do it, no matter how many times you fall down, it's when you make it over that you're right. You can do it. If you think you can't, you've already given up, you've already failed, and you're going to try a lot of times, and you're going to fail every time, and you're going to just keep rewarding. You're going to be like, yep, I was right, I can't fucking do it. Mm. So that's step one to that. Step two is that generally in life, when I am at that point, I'm halfway up that hill, and I've climbed that, and I'm just struggling, it's when someone that I'm in a relationship with, whether it's platonic, familiar, or or someone I'm you know, in a romantic relationship with that extends their hand down and gives me a hand up or gives me that push from the bottom, whatever, you know. Someone helps me over that obstacle. 
uh, I'm not so proud to say I, I have gotten where I am today alone. Um, it is is through the help of, of friends and family and loved ones that I am where I am and have gotten through obstacles. So it's in those moments that you're not alone. Uh, you know that, that that you need to lean on somebody else to to get to overcome all that shit. Um, so hopefully you have a partner who is, 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 is cheering you on and helping you over those obstacles and not creating more obstacles for you. That I think would go circle back to that, that toxicity. Uh, if, if someone's throwing more hurdles at you, <laughs> making your life more tough, right. Yeah, uh, I mean, you well, that's, static. <laughs> that's the thing is, uh, yeah, the relationships in my life, uh, both with Andreas, specifically as a romantic relationship, mm. Um, and also with like friendships and and all kinds of things, yeah. Oftentimes, they are the ones you know reaching down and helping mm-hmm. me over the thing. Uh, but also for me, it's the idea of uh, specifically being married. Uh, it's this idea of I I want to try to make the best life for myself, yeah, but also for my husband mm-hmm. and. I, I can only imagine that's even more amplified when having kids. Yeah. Um, and so that is kind of like, that's where I see, you know, sometimes the self-esteem can kind of like teeter. Right. And it kind of to go into, um, I can't remember if it was this episode or the other uh, listener submission episode, but you mentioned it takes a village. It does. Um, it, it's that that same mentality. Sometimes it takes a village for you know people to be able to you know help whenever somebody anyone in any kind of community starts to teeter um you know they can help pull them over that hill absolutely and so uh so yeah it is it is a push and pull uh i don't i don't think any relationship really that i've had whether it's romantic or friendship wise hasn't had some kind of teetering moment but um, the ones that I keep in my life are the ones that eventually teeter to the <laughs> other side um, because you know otherwise that is the toxic relationship that is the well, and not to say that relationships that are uh, that are strong and that survive hadn't teetered back and fallen and, and even broken you know yeah that is uh, true you know, it's, it's that can or can't you pick yourself up and you try again. It's the willingness to to carry yeah, to yeah. sally forth absolutely. And you you spoke about it. You know you're making you're making the best decisions for you and Andreas. And I, and I wasn't going to bring up the kids and because it's like I I I don't like using the kids as like some sort of amplifier, some sort of special fucking privilege thing. Um, well, I did, and I don't have kids. Right, right, but, but it <laughs> so. is like I mean, you you make choices. For not only yourself but for your loved ones, whether it's you know, a spouse, kids, whatever. You know, it could be el- elderly parents. I mean, you're making choices. You, your choices that you make, the th- the actions that you had take, affect yourself and others around you, and their proximity is dependent. But um, and so yeah, ab- absolutely. Every a- every single action I take, every word I speak is filtered through uh, an, the, the is this good for me and my, my, my family and my children. This this show, honestly, is, is kind of a, a lone bastion of, 
kind of escape from that a little bit um, because it's just me being me and talking about something I'm passionate about um, and so I try to you know I don't I try to release those filters uh, because I just it's a for lack of a better term it's a safe space that I don't have to I try to put those filters down mm-hmm. um, but that having that guard up and making those choices for my for my family and my loved ones you know, everything I do I mean it's it's it, it affects that um, see and, that's the that's the struggle of it really is when when you're in a relationship any kind of relationship it's not just a singular thing mm-hmm. like if I were making decisions that only affected me I do all kinds of yeah awful things just awful <laughs> heathenist fucking drinking <laughs> drugs and yeah, is heathenist yeah. a word? Uh, hedonistic. Hedonistic. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would be doing all these awful things. But once you add the element of, oh, this is affecting other people, right? Uh, then it's like, oh, okay, the stakes are now a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when you're in a very committed relationship, oh, yeah. okay, the stakes are even higher. Yeah. And then I imagine when you have a family, the stakes are even higher. Right. So it's like, you know, you're adding more people to the to the pile that you're responsible for i guess yeah and uh that's when like like for me i try to make decisions that i think are ultimately in the best interest of you know the the team i guess um and sometimes like with this show this show is very much also that not only do i consider this show almost therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's nice to be able to talk about different things yeah um and uh, I also want to help other people talk about those kinds of things Absolutely. and be comfortable yeah. talking about those kinds of things. But also, like, I genuinely believe in this show and I genuinely believe in More Than Friends overall. And even though sometimes I don't meet my own expectations uh, as far as, like, what I want those things to be at all times, um, I, I believe that more than friends and podcast with benefits can be a means of some kind of providing for myself and for Andreas and you know whatever future family we may or may not have yeah um and so this is me investing my time in myself uh and my own mental health which ultimately benefits the relationship um and then also, hopefully, investing in our future. And so, you know, that's that's a gamble that I'm making, though. Right. At least the investment in the future part, because I don't have that yet. Yeah. And so that's where I sometimes I'm like, okay, am I really, am I really making the best decision <laughs> for uh, for us and our future by doing this? Um, and it's a hill that I'm going to die on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I will die on that hill, yeah. uh, but I will die on that hill. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, it's 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 that kind of thing. Right. Where uh, when it comes to how the relationship affects my self-esteem, uh, it's oftentimes not even specifically because of the relationship, but it's because of all the things that I do for the relationship yeah. or tangentially related to the relationship. Yeah. And so it's it's like this big force and it ebbs and flows just notion and oceans have ships and a relationship 
is just a relation between you and a ship. I think I would be in a relationship with a fairy. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bemorethanfriends. One day, we hope to do this for a living. To help make that dream come true, please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you. There's like a scene where the, there's like a town on fire. Yeah. Um, you can smell the smoke. Like okay. they put the smell in there. And it smells like beef jerky. Kind of. Okay. So there's like a little bit of beef jerky. There's a little bit of like the mustiness. It smells like adventure. And I'm all for it. And meat. <laughs> Adventure and meat. Adventure and meat. Yar. Yar.